Have you ever wondered how some agents just seem to take that first-time homebuyer and dial it in and get them lined up as lifelong clients? Well, now more important than ever in our changing market where the Zillow leads have dried up and there seems to be less transactions, so the leads per se are harder to get, we need to retain those clients that we've had in the past even more so today. So today I'm going to break down one of the great frameworks for keeping clients and customers coming back, Ed Milet. Stay tuned, we're going to dive in. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy King. We must know the value of our product. So we must have that market knowledge. This is something that if you're following me, you know, you're new to the channel, whatever. This is something that I talk about a ton. I'm very well versed in what's going on with our market. He gets stats from, you know, key title people, key lenders, but also provide a pretty good boots on the ground you know, calculation of what the market is, my opinion of that. So once you bring all of that together, you have a very good standard base. And and some of you may not be in the Denver market, may not have access to, you know, the Nicole Roos and Megan Allers of the world who are dropping amazing knowledge, helping us build our businesses every single week. Um, and if you're not, I would suggest going to check out their channels, uh, get in touch with them on social because they are absolutely providing a plethora of knowledge. So even if it's like, hey, Mr. Lender, Mr. Title Company in West Virginia, check this out. Can we, you know, get something like this? It will absolutely help your business. Lean on those industry partners and start at the top, as I always suggest. But you must know the value of the product. And this isn't just CMAs and, and that stuff. You must know the general market weather or temperature. And that goes a long way with helping your customers come back to you for knowledge. This is huge when it comes to those fear-mongering headlines and they're able to reach out to you and ask you the real truth and you can control the narrative a little bit better than all of these clickbait headlines that you'll see, right? I'm telling you right now, mark my words, the new headline this quarter four is home prices falling, foreclosures rising. I just saw a stat today that foreclosures are up 34%. Well, we had one foreclosure close in the state of Colorado last month. So understand that it was at the bottom. So sure, that's not normal. That's record lows. We will come back to normal at some point. But on the rise to that normal, we're going to be hearing gaudy numbers as far as percentages, as far as foreclosures and distressed properties on the rise. So get ahead of that now. Put content out for your clients so that they know, yes, this is an alarming number at first. But when you dig into the headlines and look at the raw data, it's very little properties that are coming to you know, the distressed or foreclosed section at this point of the market. Next responsibility to keep those customers coming back is link your product to happiness. And when Ed was talking about this, he talked a lot about McDonald's. Did you know McDonald's is the number one owner of real estate in the world until BlackRock catches them and the number one producer of food in the world? The truth is the McDonald's CEO early on said that he was not in the real estate business or the food industry. He was in the business of providing happiness to his customers. There's no coincidence that the Happy Meal is still to this day, you know, on their menu, not to mention he brought in a mascot. 
Ronald McDonald that, uh, you know, beams happiness, so to speak, um, out of our kiddos and those people. And what could be more happier than eating a greasy, you know, hamburger or french fries and clogging those arteries? Well, he sold happiness on a different level as an experience. And obviously, McDonald's is doing something right. Um, all these years later. It's not about the grind of going through the loan process. It's not about the grind of you know negotiation and bidding wars and all of the things that we've talked about over the last five years. It's about getting to that endpoint, the happiness within a home, the opportunity to build wealth through real estate just by living in a home. And so that's the dream we have to sell. And we have to sell happiness versus you know, all the process. Truth is, all the process is on you. You should walk them through that process. You should be the resource as their agent to make that happen. The next is know your lane, right? Right now with transactions being brought down, we see a ton of people getting into lending and title. And, you know, there's certain reasons and certain situations where this will absolutely take off. For instance, I have a, a Spanish-speaking agent who I've been talking to and she's getting her lending license because she feels her clients aren't getting the information they need. And she may not even do loans for her clients, but the fact that she's going to hold that license and know what's going on and be able to speak to it is definitely someone who's knowing her lane, right? At this point, she's has questions. She has to, you know, wonder what's going on. Well, now she's getting the license. She's going to have that knowledge. And who knows, that may become her lane or her primary lane at some point because she'll have options at that point being a licensed real estate agent, licensed mortgage broker. Not to say run out and get your license and all the different things and start a title company and do all of that. But if you do, make sure you're educating yourself in that lane. Make sure obviously you're knowing the rules of disclosure and all of that within your state. But also understand if there's really a value for it. Or if you're just kind of money hungry and you're trying to get as much as you possibly can from every single transaction. If that's you, that's great. That's not my goal. My goal is to, again, bring happiness to everyone. So make sure that if you are going and in, veering into other lanes, that you're getting educated and you have true passion and reason behind that decision. And it's not just another money grab because we already have, you know, that, I don't know, reputation out there. So Make sure that you are in your lane. And if you're changing lanes, you better know what's going on in that lane. The next is the biggest one. I talk about this all the time in a reverse psychology kind of manner. But you have to know the pain points of what your clients are going through. You have to know kind of what it what it's about. And the truth is, they don't care about you. George Bryant talks a lot about the inverse journey here. The pain points of a purchase transaction. What are those? What are the pain points from a seller's perspective? How are you as a resource getting ahead of those and explaining and educating and talking about how maybe we capitalize on some of these pain points? Because some people are just stressed out and they push it aside and they're losing money or leaving money on the table because they're just signing off on things. So make sure you're able to find those pain points. Maybe you're able to, you know, massage those pain points or make them lighter or very best educate ahead of time, know they're coming. And then they're just small speed bumps in the road. They already know it's coming. They already know, you know, what's going on in the title commitment, what it is, instead of it just being a confusing document that they're reading, and they have to ask you, get ahead of it and explain what's coming and what it means. And so that's absolutely key is identifying those pain points. Where does it suck? Right. I do. I do a pretty good job of this in my transaction where I'm saying, OK, we're under contract, earnest money inspection. Now, pay attention to the lender. I'm going to step back a little bit. You need to make sure that your property insurance, you know, person is talking to the lender. That's really all. 
and then you just need to worry about what the lender's sending you, worried about all that. I'll handle all the other stuff on this back end, but dial into that lender because I know that getting lender documents updated and all of that's the worst part of the process for me. So it's probably likely the worst part of the process for my client. So if I can kind of step back, allow the lender to have full reign and the communication is clear, you know, obviously those industry partners you trust, then they can focus on that. It makes everybody's job easier and it's not as stressful as we push along. You know, now we're talking about inspection, objection, and appraisal and things like that. And we're still trying to get those documents that the lender requested because you're distracting them with a bunch of things. So make sure that you know those pain points. Next, kind of along the same lines, it's not about you. The client must be the star. If they've signed a contract, they're under contract to buy a house, they don't need to know any more about you. They've already committed to you. So this is really the inverse journey. Make your clients the star. Understand that this is a very important thing. You may close 50, 60 transactions, 100, 200 transactions a year. They probably likely close one unless they're on the investment side. And if they're on the investment side, you better be propping them up because they absolutely are your star if they're continuing to do multiple transactions with you. And so that's kind of the next thing. Prop them up, make them the star. And it's absolutely clutch in this market to really identify with every single client that comes through, every buyer that's willing to you know, purchase a home at a higher interest rate in this tight inventory time because they know, right? Because they know that eventually this will be a great decision for them. And it may be painful right now as far as monthly payment or whatever, but they can afford it. It's within their budget, so they're ready to go. Or maybe it's a you know transaction that has to happen. Maybe they're relocating. Maybe it's a death or divorce or something that happened. And you still need to prop those people up, make them the star of the show, and their process will go a lot further. There's a lot more stressful things in their life in that situation. And you want to take as much stress off of this process, prop them up, make them the star, take care of them. Um, and it's sales 101, right? It has to be about them, where they're at. You have to cater presentations to them and understand contracts and all of the stuff. And if they're the star, it's a lot easier versus thinking about yourself and what's going on. I'm not saying, you know, 24 seven availability, all of those things. That's not what we're talking about here. But when the client is, you know, has the mic in their hand, they're asking you questions or, you know, you're empowering them, let them kind of run with it. And you just kind of guide them down the right path because that's your job. Then the next is run campaigns. Talk about this. Run campaigns that are are crazy. Ed talked about when he went into, you know, his dad's employer, which was a bank, and all their billboards had their CEO and, you know, all the things about their programs and everything was about them. And kind of going back to the star point, he said, why don't you put your stories up there, your clients' stories? Put those up there and see how it changes. It completely changed the entire bank forever. One of the largest banks you know, in California at this point in time, according to Ed Milet, which probably knows his deals on banks, but that's, that's part of it. But use, you run campaigns, you must advertise, you must market. And I'm not saying, you know, throw a bunch of money at Facebook ads and things like that. But when you have the stars of the show, run campaigns and, and continue that business flow going, because obviously you must spend money to make money. And I'm not saying throw a bunch of money at ad spend and things like that. Campaigns can be completely different. They could be, you know, email campaigns or, you know, donation campaigns or events or whatever you do to kind of nurture and retain your clients. Make sure that you're keeping up to date with those and you're keeping them modern, right? We don't want to be 
doing that thing, handing out the old notepad with our, you know, professional photo on it or whatever, like we used to be doing. So make sure that you're running campaigns that meet your audience, your target avatar, something they need and where your advertising money is going. We must measure that and manage that and be aware of, you know, the return on investment and all of those things, because as agents, that's the biggest leak in our business is just, okay, yeah, something shiny, sign up for this. And then we're moving on. So if you liked what you heard today, please throw me a like, comment, subscribe. But I'm here to tell you that as this market continues to tighten, as the interest rates remain high, as all of the things that are going against kind of the consumer right now weigh on their psyche, you as the agent have to retain the customers that you have. And when they come and they're ready to go, you have to be willing to snap up, get up, get the job done because every client is precious, right? As a top producer seeing, you know, four or five clients in my pipeline, that that scares me a little bit, but we're going to continue to grind and build people up into that and just understand that it's going to be like this for a little bit as people continue to read the headlines and hear the headlines and make their own decisions. And it's my job and our job as agents to get ahead of that and absolutely provide value at every step and be there, whether it's now to purchase property or maybe they want to do it later and they're waiting for the rates to drop. But what can we do between now and then to absolutely change their life so that they're getting the very best deal when the time comes for them to purchase or sell their home? So I hope that helps. Please like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast if you like it. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.